blessed Father. You are worthy and holy. We thank you for the privilege and honour to approach your throne of grace and mercy, to find grace and obtain mercy for help in time of need. Thank you for the opportunity to learn from your Spirit the things of God. We thank you for opening eyes to the truths in your Word helping us by your Spirit to live the life of Christ. Enaro cumbre sadale, frato sende ki pranazale shanda. Bless your word this evening. Ask that it be delivered to your people unchained. Ministered as it should, and may it have the relevant impact. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> good evening, good evening, beloved. I trust that you're well and are having a great week. Well, um, we meant to start a new series on um, a resumption of midweek services but there was a, a teaching a message that I meant to deliver last Friday that we really could not uh, because of the prophetic ministration that took place last week so I said to you that we would allocate the teaching of that for tonight's service. And the more I incubated this message, the more light seemed to come. And um tempted to have several parts to this because I, I think one teaching wouldn't do uh, this message any justice. So let's see how far we go tonight. If we are unable to continue, we will continue in our next segment of our midweek service. And I think after we're done with this, in fact, after we're done with this, we will move to teach on the series on the deep things of God. Several things the Spirit of God has been impressing on me uh, to teach um, this series. But nonetheless, this message will bless you tremendously. It's more of an instructive message to those who, who want to take the next leap in uh, their lives. You know, the Word of God is truth and the Spirit of God has been given us by the Lord as the Spirit of truth to guide us into all truth. So we need truth to be liberated in, in life and in living. So how to open heaven? You know, when you read the scriptures, 
especially in the Gospels. There are several scriptures where Jesus alludes to the possibility of opening heaven, that heaven can be opened from a revelational standpoint and also from a literal uh, standpoint. From a literal standpoint, it's important that we, we understand the architecture of the universe, right? If you read Genesis uh, chapter 1, we read that the world, um, the earth and the heavens are actually separated by a layer called firmament, which is a dome. And above that firmament is water. And right above that, you find that that's where uh, heaven is. So in a literal sense, the, the firmament, though, though, is it a, though it is a fixed uh, structure, it, it can be opened and closed. And this is how it rains. Right? When it rains, it means usually that the Lord opens up the firmament and the clouds carry the waters from above the firmament and thus it causes to rain. Now, there's a whole scientific world that believe in a different process, but if you read the scriptures, we realize that uh, phenomena like rains are actually under the control and dominion of God. It is God who who has authority and jurisdiction over such. Hence, that's why the Bible says that, that there, there, there was no plant that had grown uh, because God had not caused it to rain yet. So it is God who causes rain. Uh, this is against what scientists may, may say. Nevertheless, the point I'm trying to make here is it's important that we we have a grasp and understanding of the literal aspect of the opening of heaven and that heaven can be open and even when it comes to the the ministry of the supernatural it requires that heaven open you know spirits cannot move from heaven to earth without there be an opening. Jacob saw the ladder. He saw the opening that granted access to angels to freely move and traffic the air. I mean the earth. So we, we, we see in the scripture that there is a literal meaning um, to the opening of the heavens, that the heavens can be opened. God himself spoke about how he, 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 he instructed us to try him in tithes and in offerings and to see if he would not open the windows of heaven. So there are elements in the spirit realm which if they would be open would affect our physical reality. So when we speak about the opening of heaven from a revelational standpoint, we are talking about really the, the unleashing, the release of the potential, the supernatural, the ability, the activities, and the miraculous of God upon our lives. So it is participation in the supernatural. It is how God intervenes. I'm going to read you several scriptures and we'll take it from the line of Jesus Christ and begin to discuss on really fundamentally how to open heaven. Let us read Matthew chapter 4 and we will read again John chapter 1. But let's read Matthew chapter 4. I will read you from verse let's read from verse 
from verse number no let's read chapter 3 excuse me chapter 3 chapter 3 verse 15 from 13 it says then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him and John tried to prevent him saying i need to be baptized by you and are you coming to me but Jesus answered and said to him permitted to be so now for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness then he allowed him when he had baptized he had been baptized Jesus immediately came from the water and behold the heavens were opened to him hmm. the heavens were opened to him you know when i first read the when i when i read the scripture i i I think about oh so the heavens opened everybody that was there saw what happened and really nobody saw this event take place except John and Jesus Let, let's just look at chapter 1 of John for a second John chapter 1 let's read from verse 29 The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world this is he of whom I said after me comes a man who is preferred before me for he was before me I did not know him notice John did not know Jesus but that he should be revealed to Israel in other words he knew Jesus his cousin um his relative but he, he did not know Jesus the messiah until it was revealed to him so he says therefore i came baptizing with water and john bore witness saying i saw and he's beginning to explain how jesus was revealed to him he said i saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and he remained upon him i did not know him john this is this is what john is saying about jesus i did not know him but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me upon whom you see the spirit so god gave him a sign of revelation how he would know who the christ is because one of Well, the main ministry of John was to prepare the way for the Lord and he did not know who the Lord was except that the one whom the one who sent him to baptize with water told him that there will come a time when you will baptize the lamb of God and this is where the transference of priesthood and and um you know spiritual legal matters really were transacted but he says there will come a time when the one whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him this is he who baptizes with the holy spirit and i have seen and testified that this is the son of god so this is how john knew that jesus was the son of god by the descent of the spirit of god upon jesus So not everybody because this was a sign given to John. This is this is something similar to what Elijah and Elisha were discussing when Elijah said to Elisha ask what you will and I shall do it and then Elisha said uh, let me have a double portion of his spirit and then Elijah said you've asked the hard thing. He said nevertheless if you see me when you go when I go he says you will have it. Because it was not given to everybody to see Elijah when he goes because the bible tells us that on the other side of the the Jordan the sons of the prophets were standing there so when when the the chariots of fire came and took up Elijah Elisha saw him but the sons of the prophets did not see him thus the the mental or the anointing and the office 
of Elijah came upon him, but it did not come upon him because he saw him. What came upon him was what he requested, a double portion. It was already preordained by God that Elisha should take the place of Elijah. I hope we don't get that mixed up. Nevertheless, the point I'm trying to show you here is the fact that just because Elijah left, it doesn't mean that everybody witnessed it. Only Elisha witnessed it. In the same way here, only John, because there were many people who were being baptized by John at that time. So the Bible tells us that immediately when Jesus came out of the water, something happened. He says, the heavens were opened to him. Not to everybody, to Jesus. And that is how the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus. And this is very interesting because it reveals several things really about the operation of of God upon our lives. And it looks and seems like there's a requirement for the heavens to open if there's going to be a transaction or an activity of God that is to take place in our lives. And that we, by doing certain things, are able to open the heavens to our advantage. So he said that the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So we can see that the opening of the heavens were a phenomenon that was exclusive to Jesus because even though the heavens opened and the Spirit descended, it came upon Jesus, not everybody. It was upon whom the heaven opened that the Spirit descended. I will repeat that. It was upon whom the heavens were opened that the Spirit descended. So, if we require the descent of the Spirit, the ability of the Spirit, and the activity of the heavenly dimensions of God. The heavens should be opened upon us. The Bible tells us that Jacob, in his dream, saw a ladder that reached up to heaven. You know, when we read the scriptures, the Bible really tells us that there are, there are stairways. There are steps, escalators that lead to heaven. The Bible tells us, if you read Psalm 104, he says, He lays the beams of his upper chambers in the waters. Who makes the cloud his chariot. He lays the beams of his upper chambers. He waters the hills from his upper chambers. Now, these are, these are, these are, these are spiritual stairways. These are spiritual stairways that, that lead into the heavens. Spiritual stairways that, that cause heavenly traffic on the earth. So he waters the hills from his upper chambers. The, the, the Hebrew word there means, means stairways. It's a stairway. Or a second room. And these portals exist. They exist in the earth. And one of these portals, Jacob saw. And it, it was opened. And there was another portal that Jesus saw. And it was opened. The Bible tells us that Jesus ascended into heaven. 
he, he, he ascended into heaven. How? Because the Bible tells us that the disciples saw him ascend. How? How did he ascend into the heavens? By, by what means? It is through this system that God has set in place. So we, we, we can be assured that there are chambers we can access. There are doorways, there are portals that exist on earth that lead to heaven. Hallelujah. And we see that the heavens were open to Jesus. Let me read you something in Amos chapter 9, verse, um, Amos chapter 9, verse 6. He who builds his stairways in the sky. You see that? He who builds his stairways, his stairs in the sky, and has founded his and has founded his strata in the earth. The word the strata means uh, a band, a cord, or, uh, or a firmament in the earth who calls for the water of the sea and pours upon them in the face of the earth the lord is his name he builds so the earth has a built-in stairway system that leads into the heavens there are several accounts in the bible that that prove that hallelujah let's look at john chapter one and let's Look at verse 43. Now, the following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. What a moment this was. I mean, to, to have discovered prophecy in action, the, the thing, the person of whom have been prophesied about millennia ago, standing right before you. And Nathaniel said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and he said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Jesus knew that Nathanael didn't believe, so Jesus utilized the word of knowledge. Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are king of Israel. And Jesus, and this is where I want us to focus. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under a fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. He will see greater things than these because he believes. You see that? He believes. So he will see greater things than these because he believes. Many times our eyes are closed. Our understanding are closed to reality because we don't believe. The Bible Spirit of God is unable to reveal more of God to us, more of the kingdom of God to us, more of his greatness to us because we don't believe. So Jesus, you believe, you will see greater things than these. And then he said, most assuredly, I said to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. You shall see heaven open. He's telling Nathaniel that he shall see heaven open. 
because he believes. And the angels of God descending and ascending. So he's talking about traffic, the traffic that comes from an open heaven. The ministry, the miraculous, the supernatural that comes as a consequence of the opening of the heavens. Hallelujah. So the opening of the heavens is a real possibility. And it is something that God desires to confer and infer upon each and every single one of his children. Remember when we read, uh, I think it was Matthew 16, when Jesus is asking his disciples, whom do men say that I am? And they speak of such and such and such. And in verse 19, Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now what what do keys do? We know that keys give access by opening. Hallelujah. So keys open. And Jesus said, these keys that I will give will, will enable you to open heaven. To open the different dimensions, the different domains of heaven and access the possibilities that are in those dimensions. So heaven can be opened on your life. Now we see the 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 the, the, the revelation behind the opening of the heavens in how God deals with Israel. How that when they sinned, God would do, he would close the heavens. Remember when the Bible says that Elijah was sent by God and he went to prophesy to Ahab and he said to him, For as long as the Lord God lives, until I say so, it shall not rain. The reason why the rains or the heavens were stopped was because of sin. So God closed up the heavens and he brought forth famine on the land. But the heavens were closed. And after three and a half years, the heavens were opened again. And the Bible tells us exactly how the heavens were closed and how the heavens were opened. Even in Jesus' case, the Bible tells us how the heavens were closed. I mean, were opened upon him. Let's begin to dig into that. Luke chapter 6. I'm sorry. Um, Luke. I think it's Luke chapter 3. Yes, Luke chapter 3. Verse 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven opened. While he prayed. Hallelujah. 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 While he prayed, the heaven opened. My brother and my sister, there are things you may be going through right now in this phase of your life. There may be questions you need answered. There may be solutions you need to problems and situations you are facing. There may be blessings you need coming away. And it may seem like the heavens are closed over you. That the rain is not falling. And the dew is not resting upon your life. But oh, there is hope. There is hope because the Bible tells us how we can help open the heavens on our life. You see, it's, it's not just up to God. It's not just something that God does for us out of pity and mercy. No. It is something that we can actively participate 
is something that we can actively engage in and have it happen in our lives. And the Bible says, while he prayed, the heaven was open. What opened the heaven? What? The scripture did not say God opened the heaven. The scripture did not say that. All the scripture tells us is, is what happened. The heaven was open. While he prayed, the heaven was open. The scripture doesn't say God opened the heaven. Which means that we have a role to play in the miraculous taking place in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's look at James chapter 5. And then we'll begin to discuss this first principle of opening the heaven. Hallelujah. James chapter 5. Unless the heaven are open, none just cannot come. The miraculous cannot take place. We need heaven to open first. In the same way that we need heaven to open if, if, if our, our, our land, our ground, our, our visitation are going to experience abundance, the heavens must open and it must rain. Praise God. James 5 verse 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. They're effective. They're effective. That means there is prayer that can be ineffective. Because the scripture says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So there is prayer that is ineffective, that does not avail much. That is, there is prayer that is not fervent, that does not avail, that does not avail much. But he says the effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Verse 17. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. So there was nothing special about Elijah or nothing that separated him from us. He did not have a different nature than us. He was as human as you are. Now, there's a reason why the scripture would tell us this because of certain things that Elisha accomplished and did. It will make something that he must have been in a class beyond uh, human nature. But the scripture tells us that he was a man. <laughs> ah, he was a man. And, 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 and man opened the heavens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man opened the heavens. He was responsible for the opening of the heavens. Listen to this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. He, he, the, Bible, the Bible does not say Elijah prophesied. The Bible is really telling us what is the cause for the rain not falling and falling. The cause is not that he prophesied. The cause came as a result of the fact that he prayed. So because he prayed, it did not rain. The heavens were closed. Now, now this is important because there are several things that are embedded within this communication. The first thing that is embedded here is the fact that man was able to influence the cause of the heavens. That man, by his prayer, was able to influence what happened in the climate of a nation. 
because of his prayer. The heavens withheld their rain. Because remember, rain be belongs to the heavens. The heavens withheld their rain because a man prayed. Notice the scripture does not mention God here. Even though, that, even though we know that God is behind all this, the scripture does not mention God. The scripture said, he prayed earnestly to who? To God. That it would not rain and it did not rain. So, God was involved, but Elijah was the initiator. This implies that God gives us prophecy in order for us to initiate the miraculous. Why is it the scripture tells us that God does not do anything unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets? And unless prophecy is established, God does not do anything. The reason behind prophecy is to, to, to highlight the areas in which God wants to work, in which God wants to move. Thus stirring us and spurring us, invoking us to initiate that miracle through prayer. So prophecy is for prayer and prayer is for prophecy. But the real difference maker is prayer. Because prophecy informs us about what God wants to do while prayer invites God to do what he wants to do. I repeat that. Prophecy informs us about what God wants to do but prayer invites God to do what he wants to do. So we can invite God into our lives. So it's not enough that God informs us about what he wants to do. He, he must be invited. He must be invited. And, and it is through that invitation that we, we find the heavens opening. Hallelujah. So how do I open the heavens in my life? How do I allow God to enact and transact his desires upon my life? How do I let heaven intervene? How do I allow the traffic of angelic spirits, of ministering spirits upon my life? How do I get supernatural backing in my life? It is through the opening of the heavens. And how do you open the heavens? The first key is prayer. Prayer is essential in the opening of the heavens. The heavens will not open until we pray. Hmm. Angels, their effect and impact will not be realized in our lives until we pray. The answers we seek the miracles we desire will not take place, may not take place until we pray. Heaven may never open on your life until you pray. The first step in prayer is 
the necessity of belief. There is a foundational understanding that you must have when approaching the platform of prayer is that you must believe in the God. You must believe in the God to whom you are praying. You must believe. Remember, when when we think about God, God has no potential. (laughs) He, He does not have any potentials. He is pure actuality. He's pure actual. He, 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 is as, he is as you find him. He, he said to Moses, I am who I am. Huh. So his ability is absolute. You cannot add or subtract to his power and ability. He's infinitely able. So when you approach prayer, it must be based on the understanding of of, of, of the I am. It must be based on that. That the one to whom you are praying to is absolute. Infinitely able. Capable. There are no potentials with God. So, 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 so that prayer foundation must be belief it must be belief i think we're getting somewhere now hallelujah keith rahanda kali shaddai i think we're getting somewhere now let's look at matthew chapter 17 and i think i think next week I would want us to tackle the the enemy of the open heavens. But bananas, let's look at something here. Verse 14, chapter 17, Matthew. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and into the water. So I brought him to, it, to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now, here, I'm, I'm, I'm addressing the incapability or the hindrance of the flow of potential from, from, from our lives, from within us. Why are we unable to do certain things? Why, even though we are able, there seems to be a hindrance within us to accomplish certain things. The Bible says, but they could not cure him. They tried, but to no avail. They they could not succeed. They could not cure him. They could not. The failure of potential, of ability, where is it derived from? Why do we fail in our lives? Why do things in our lives fail? The heavens are not open. So, he brought the little boy to his disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked. Now look at Jesus. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. When the disciples rebuked the demon, it did not come out of him. The demon did not listen 
did not respond. Hallelujah. The demon did not respond to the attempt of the disciples to rebuke it. It didn't respond. Now, demons are spirits. They operate in the spiritual realm. So when they attempted, they failed because the demon did not respond. So there was something in them that caused the demon not to respect their attempt, not to respect their rebuke. But there's something in Jesus that caused the demon to respect the rebuke of Jesus. And Jesus rebuked the demon and he came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Now we see here that demons are responsible directly or indirectly for most of human suffering, for most of human afflictions. And these are beings that operate in the spiritual realm that influence and affect our minds and our bodies. Yet Jesus was able to deal with this thing. And, and the disciples came to Jesus and, and said, why could we not cast it out? They recognized their, their, their limitations. They recognized their, their failure. And, and they were humble enough to come to Jesus and ask, why? Did it work for you? But when we tried it, it did not work for us. What's the difference between you and us? Is, is it because you are the son of God? But we know that Jesus did not operate in the earth as a son of God. He operated as the son of man. So he functioned like a man who was anointed by the spirit of God. The same anointing that he gave the same disciples who failed. And then Jesus begins to tell them. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Hey. He, 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 Jesus, Jesus didn't say, because you doubted. Jesus said, you, because of your unbelief. Then he says, I surely I say, if you have faith as a, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain. In other words, they did not even have a faith as small as a mustard seed. They, they did not believe that they could do it. This is so fundamental to human progress and human success. The fact that anything in this world is achievable but requires that the one who endeavors on the journey to achieve must believe that they can. Otherwise, they will never. This is the, the resource within that makes all human beings capable. Without belief, incapability is a surety. So he says, because of your unbelief, because of, they did not believe. Because of your unbelief. Because of your unbelief. Why could we not cast it out? Why could we not get healed? Why could we not do that business? Why could we not buy that house? Why could we not grow that family? Why? Why? The reason why you could not, the reason why you cannot, has nothing to do with an inability. Because there were many people before you who have accomplished the very same thing that you could not. The problem is unbelief. If you believe, that you can, you will. And this is what Jesus told them. Imagine the spirit realm could not respond to them because they did not have belief. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> the spirit realm could not respond to them because they did not have belief. There was no belief. So Jesus says, because of your unbelief, this is, this is what needs to be cured in our lives, my brothers and my sisters. This is the pandemic of Christendom, unbelief. Our inability to believe what God says we are, what God says we can do, and what God says we can accomplish. She said, I showed her, I said, if you have faith, as a master seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be important. And nothing will be impossible for you. Nothing will be impossible if, if you have faith. Nothing will be impossible for you. That means anything you are thinking of doing, anything you are attempting to do, anything you, you want to accomplish in your life, it must start with faith. You must believe with all your heart. In fact, it doesn't even require that you believe with all your heart. You must at least believe somewhat. Hallelujah. You must believe. So Jesus says, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. We'll touch on this next week. Verse 21. He says, however, this kind. Now, this is where there's a fork in the road when it comes to what Jesus meant here. Right? For one, some say the original text does not contain this particular verse of scripture which is fine but its inclusion by no means uh, contaminates the context but two some say when Jesus said this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting he was referring to the demon and that still does not corrupt the context. But very few focus on the fact that the context from where Jesus spoke from was in response to the, to the unbelief of their disciples. In other words, Jesus could have been saying that this kind of unbelief does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Which, which means that there is an unbelief that is a stronghold. Huh. There is an unbelief that is a mental prison. That until and unless one goes into prayer and fasting, it will not go out. Now, I am not excusing the fact that Jesus might also be implying that there are demons that will not go out except by prayer and fasting. And, and I want to touch on both of them. I want to touch on the unbelief that does not go out except by prayer and fasting and the demonic forces and powers that does not go out except by prayer and fasting. We'll touch on that. But he says the key to reading yourself of incapability, the key to reading yourself of impossibility, whether that impossibility is due to demonic forces or whether it's due to unbelief, he said the key is accept. Huh? Huh? except by prayer and fasting. 
So there is a dimension of life that you will never experience. There are dimensions of possibilities that you will never experience in your life. There is an, a heaven or there are heavens or dimensions that will never open over your life except by prayer and fasting. Why do many people not seem to be progressing? in spite of all their hard work, in spite of everything they are doing, they, 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 they just don't seem to be making the advancement consistent with their work and effort. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting will unlock the heavens in your life. Prayer and fasting will unleash possibilities in your life. Prayer and fasting will release the miraculous in your life. If you want spiritual intervention, if you want answers, angelic ministration and traffic in your life, my brother, my sister, make a practice a, a, a religious practice, a ritual of prayer and fasting. Some of you have prophecies, have promises that are long overdue. They are in the spirit, but the heavens are closed, they can't be released. The timing is long overdue. prayer and fasting is a missing tool in your life prayer and fasting is a missing asset in your life irrespective of whether the cause of impossibility in your life is your own ability and belief or demonic activity whatever the root cause he says prayer he, he never said casting he said prayer praying to God prayer and fasting will uproot it he says this kind this kind this kind of 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 possibilities this kind of miracles does not happen except by prayer and fasting so there's a type there's, there are kinds of miracles of workings of possibilities that will never happen in your life until you fast and pray <laughs> fasting and prayer is essential To success and progression in your life, both of your spiritual life and the experience of life's possibilities. Hallelujah. Bless God. He, my Lord, thank you, Father. Oh, let's pray, let's pray. Let's pray this word into our spirit. Sitra hanta, kila sonta kabrahinta kalikon shalifrahanta sola brahada. Manta kratosanda gavrada tunkal igibredik abrando sata. Likrasanda, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Oh, may the heavens open upon the lives of your people, Father. As they engage in this spiritual for the miraculous this spiritual key to the unlocking of dimensions and possibilities I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that their prayers may avail prayer avails brothers and sisters prayer avails prayer avails it avails much the availability of miracles the availability of answers the availability 
of the miraculous, the availability of the supernatural in your life depends on your fervent prayer, on your effective prayer. Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Isamahile. He pressando Ramand Rapradiko Sanda Gavradigalo Sanda Lemontra Kisanda Bali Shuprehida Kanta Palia Rimonte Parigon Scala Parapta Sunde Riprendo Costa Prali Kipta Hasataya Rabrando Locopahanta Saprila Zobranda Kilibransa Liconta Kia Lishanda Pragalika Bronsa Da Lipranda Kaligronsa Oh my father, my father Oh, Sapradia, Hinkrosa da Brande. Oh, hallelujah, amen. Oh, I pray, I pray, Lifanta Sapaya Radaka Sande, that you will use this message as a reference for progress in your life. That you'll keep referring to this as you move into the different phases of your life. Manta Gabradiga Blan Shalia Randa Kaliblonkli Salibrali Kan Salisha Raluki Stalibran Zalishan Zubrahata Sanda Rataconda Lebrahata San Jevredige. If you feel stuck that your life is idle held back, fast and pray. Some say, Pastor, and, and, until when? Until progress returns. Until the heavens open. Pray and fast. My brother, my sister, this is the only way. This is the only If you're going to experience God's miraculous touch personally in your life, this is the only way. You need to incorporate the spiritual asset into your life. This is a weapon. This is a weapon. You need to fast and pray. And I'm not just talking about. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about when you're fasting. You you eating some something still. No, I'm talking about. I'm turning away. From food. From the distractions in your life. The things that have been an impediment to your progress and success and advancement. Turning away. And pray. And fast. And fast and pray. And fast and pray. And fast and pray. Daniel, at one point in his life, Through the searching of the scriptures found prophetic utterances made by the prophet Jeremiah that 70 years should elapse until Israel returns to their land and come out of their captivity. But he realized that 70 years had come and gone. Ah, oh my God. I wonder how many of us experience the same things in our lives when God said by this year, this should happen in your life. By this year, this should happen in your life. And then that year comes and it goes and nothing ever happens. And this was the same story for Israel, but there was one man who found it a man of concern. Daniel, the Bible says, he began to fast that he may inquire unto the Lord concerning this. And he fasted and he prayed and he ate nothing and he prayed and he said, God. With sackcloth and ashes, he sought God. The Bible says that the angel of God was meant to fly swiftly to him. What happened? The heavens opened. The heavens opened. By, by the evening, he started praying in the, in the morning. By the evening sacrifice, the angel reached him. Why, my brothers, my sister, why? Because God is more willing to perform and do good on his word than me and you could ever the problem is when many people pray and, and they don't fast, they think that the answer should come. Sometimes they fast, but they don't pray and they expect the answer. No, they, they must go hand in hand. For the supernatural explosion to take place, they must go hand in hand. You must fast alongside prayer. You must pray alongside fasting. 
And Daniel prayed and he fasted. And at the evening sacrifice, the angel reached him. And there was another occasion where he needed to find answers. He needed to understand certain mysteries as unlocked in the prophetic utterances of God. He needed to find revelation and he could not find it anywhere because that's the thing with revelation. You can't find revelation in textbooks. No, revelation can only come from its source, which is God. And the Bible tells us that for three full weeks, he ate no pleasant food. He fasted and he prayed. On the 21st day, the angel came. We'll talk about that next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fast and pray. Hallelujah. Fast and pray. <laughs> blessings. Blessings. Blessings upon you. Well, thank you, beloved. Trust you are blessed. I'll see you guys on Friday. Friday, uh, 7 p.m. We will... Um, be live online for our prayer uh, ministration service uh, enjoy the rest of your evening god bless you amen <laughs>